0: when you're out in nature, it feels much more kind of peaceful and serene. And, um, you know, I, I started the business not necessarily because like I'm a coffee, like fanatic, like I'm definitely addicted. Uh,
1: The life in motion podcast is brought to you by actual outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com.
0: This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast
1: about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, and welcome to episode 103 of Life in Motion. I've got Zach France with me, who is the founder of Wildland Coffee, which is a must for any adventure. I'm excited to see how he's using his love for the outdoors and coffee to fuel others one sip at a time. Zach, thanks for being on the show today. What's up, Jeremy? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I know, uh, y- you know, we, we've, uh, working on some stuff together with Illumin, lumen and and all that stuff. And I figured, you know, might as well get, get you on here to share your story, kind of what, what the idea behind it all is and, and all that good stuff. But before we do that, let's, let's kind of do the, the whole origin story thing. You know, who is Zach, where are you from hobbies you had growing up kind of what, what inspired you to go down this path in the first place?
0: <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So um, I'm originally from from San Diego, still living in, in in San Diego. And my entrepreneurial career and journey really started when I was nine years old. Actually, I was yeah. baking, uh, you know, like cookies and cakes with my mom. And I decided in 1999, when I was nine years old, that I wanted to start my own cake business. So I discovered this thing called Yahoo GeoCities, which I don't know if you remember that, but I think it was like the first drag and drop website builder or like drag and drop website creator ever invented. They were like way before their time and they had a free version where you could literally make a website using like a drag and drop kind of gooey, um, uh, interface. And so I, I created a website where, where someone could order a cake and, uh, my mom gave me $50 in, you know, a, a friends and family round of, of funding and, um, so I I started my first business. I only ever sold one cake to my neighbor. No one ever ordered online. I, you know, I didn't know how I was gonna do payment processing. I, you know, I didn't really think that 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 far far in advance. But that's really like where my entrepreneurial dream and my entrepreneurial career started. And it was then that I I knew I wanted to own my own business one day. So fast forward to about 2018, I was living in Salt Lake City and my my wife and I were, were camping a lot and I was just getting really sick of using my my French press. And so I was sitting around the campfire thinking like, there has to be a better way to do this. And I had never seen a good solution for it. And I thought, well, you know, tea comes in tea bags. Why not just put coffee into a tea bag? That seems like the most obvious solution to the problem. Um, I thought I was the smartest person in the world. I, I, I thought I was gonna be like the Steve Jobs of coffee. I went home. Turned out, I wasn't the only one thinking this, and there were some other products on the market. I ordered them. Um, I didn't love. I didn't love the product. Like the the coffee wasn't great, and I didn't love like the messaging and branding. And so I I figured, you know, instead of um uh and instead of buy their products and kind of deal with a subpar product, why don't I just make 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 my own company? And so uh, that's what got me started on this coffee uh, adventure and journey.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And it's cool to hear, uh, y- you know, the 1999 version of the the baking and everything like that. I mean, I I honestly didn't know that Yahoo had that drag and drop feature or anything like that. And, uh, you know, obviously that's, that's kind of way ahead of its time. I mean, that's, that's pretty, uh, oh, I can't think of, oh, the nickname for 2000. Um, anyways, uh, uh, so yeah no that's that's awesome kind of how that that journeyed on there so before we get more into wildland and 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 obviously you know you kind of mentioned how that idea came you know growing up in in san diego you know it's uh, i've i've been there a handful of times um but i know there's a lot to explore and a lot to do there So like what, what were, was it, was camping kind of your go-to or was there different water activities and that kind of stuff? Was that just kind of like part of your, um, surrounding that kind of got you interested in sort of that lifestyle?
0: Yeah, I, I went camping. I wouldn't say a lot, like maybe, I don't know, a few times a year with my mom and, and, and her friends, um, you know, we would often go to the beach, kind of do like the normal San Diego stuff, but but getting out and you know in San Diego, like there are some mountains, but it is more kind of like like a desert environment. So we would go to Joshua Tree, Anza Borrego. Um, we went to Sequoia quite quite a few times, and it was really kind of growing up in that environment of being outdoors that um, I started to kind of like fall in love with with being out out in nature and and. You know especially as we've we've grown up and you know technology and cell phones and social media are a much bigger part of our lives or sometimes it feels like it is our life um getting getting outdoors is something that like kind of brings me back to what i would call like reality right like when you're out in nature it feels much more kind of peaceful and serene and um you know i i started the business not necessarily because like i'm a coffee like fanatic like i'm definitely addicted um but i wouldn't consider myself like like a like a coffee like connoisseur but i i love the lifestyle of being in the outdoor industry and and i and i have aspirations of what the company can do for me in terms of being able to be outdoors more if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah for sure and and you know kind of the the up- bringing sort of you know having those different places you could visit obviously and you know i'm sure that that comes in handy being able to kind of uh reground yourself almost out in nature you know especially with with trying to grow um wildland and everything and obviously the the obvious connection there of, of you sitting around a campfire why why do i have to carry around this glass french press or you know whatever it's made out of to to make my coffee when I'm camping? How, how do I make that easier for everybody? Um, and I'll go ahead and put, put a plug in there. Now I, I have had it, 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 you know, it comes, it looks like it comes in a tea bag and all that stuff and it, but it takes just like a, a great cup of coffee. I'm also not a connoisseur myself, but I mean, it's, it's a good product and super simple. So, so, so you had this idea and obviously, you know, you, you mentioned, the, I guess the other options that were out there that were similar, weren't really jiving with you, whether that's the messaging or kind of the branding or whatnot. What, what was it about those that you're like, Hey, I I guess that, that was like off to you, I guess, where you saw that opportunity. Well, well, it's the same product, but something needs to change. How, how are you going to change that?
0: Yeah, it's a really good, good, good question. So um, with, I'll just say like food and beverage in general. Um, and I, these, I'm, I'm making some like kind of big generalizations here that, you know, there's going to be some exceptions of course, but really um, the way that you differentiate yourself in food and beverages is, is obviously one on taste um, kind of the second piece, which is maybe one a is like the ingredients. So we're in like kind of a big trend right now, of what is called better for you. So you know, there's a lot of like legacy brands think, you know, like Oreos, or, um, you know, like a protein bar, or, right? There's all these things that have been around for like, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And there's all these companies now that are making like a better for you version. Um, so so there's, there's ways to differentiate on taste, ingredients, and then like branding slash messaging slash positioning. Um, and so when I bought these other products, One, I didn't think like the coffee was that great. And so the number one rule in CPG food and beverage is you have to have an amazing product. Uh, You can have like, you know, average or below average, like uh, in a lot of other areas in your business. But like the product has to be lights out. It has to be amazing. So one, I felt like that was like the first opportunity. And then secondly, is branding positioning and messaging. So a lot of the other competitors, they were trying to position their coffee and a tea bag products as a alternative for the everyday coffee person. Um you know, a lot of the messaging or um, a lot of like the imagery was people at home. And as I kind of thought about the market and thinking about consumer behavior and consumer trends and habits, it's really difficult to get someone to move off of a habit that they've been doing their entire life. And coffee is one of those habits that like, someone has probably been doing the same thing for potentially decades. So I didn't love the idea of trying to get someone to move off their morning coffee routine. The other thing is like morning coffee, if you think about it, like generally, like you're probably paying like 20 cents a cup. Right. Depending on like the beans you use and all those, those other things. But like generally there's a very, very low price point for that morning cup of coffee. And because of this product, it is, it is a premium product. So there's, so there, there's like a price issue and then there's also a habit issue. So I felt like these other companies were like fighting an uphill and unnecessary battle. Whereas I could position it as like the coffee for the outdoor adventure. And yeah, I wouldn't be capturing someone's like every single day coffee, but I could position myself as the coffee for this one use case. And so that's, that's the approach that I've taken is I've partnered with an, an amazing roaster who's won national awards. So the coffee is delicious. And then positioning it as the coffee for the outdoor enthusiast. So I can win this one use case.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, and, and, you know, having used your product and that kind of stuff as well, like you're right. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't wake up in the morning and, you know, at, at the uh, end of every day, I, you know, I get my coffee ready for the next morning. So I just turn it on when I wake up and all that stuff, you know, it's, there's, there's a big convenience aspect of doing, making coffee that way at home. Like, I don't know that to your point, it doesn't really make sense to use what you have in that morning routine, because because of the habits, because of everything else, and even the cost. But once your point, again, for people that are outside, I mean, I can't tell you how many pictures I've seen on Instagram, and people, you know, have all these fancy coffee rigs and stuff on their, you know, their camping adventure or road trip or whatever that is. Well, you eliminate all of those extra things that you need, you just need something to boil water in and and a couple bags of your coffee. Right. So, I mean, that makes total sense to kind of position it towards that, that kind of outdoor kind of adventure lifestyle, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. And, and people are absolutely willing to pay a premium when they're in certain contexts. Like, yeah. Think of when someone goes to the airport, like, you know, you're going to pay more, like you don't want to bring food with you. Like you, it's just, you, you expect to pay more for convenience in an airport. Um, and, and it's the same when you're outdoors, like, um, either space is an issue or, you know, weight is an issue or, um, people just don't want to be bothered with a bunch of shit when they're trying to like relax in the morning in the woods. And so paying... And and my prices range from two dollars and fifty cents a cup down to a dollar twenty-five. So like it, it if you buy an 80 pack, it's a dollar twenty-five each, which is actually like incredibly reasonable. Yeah. Um and so, but even at two dollars and fifty cents, like you know, if you're just doing it like you know, a handful of times a year, like no one's gonna balk at that. Um and then you know, I, I have those lower price points for people that that want to drink it, you know, more regularly. Um, so I've, I've got a variety of price points for, for people, depending on how often they want to use the product. Uh, but people are, you know, absolutely willing to pay a premium for convenience in certain contexts. And then my, my vision is, is absolutely to have more products eventually for people to be using Wildland, you know, at home as well. Like I'm actually going to be releasing uh, uh, like an eight ounce bag of whole bean pretty soon. Oh, um, nice. and. And, and then so, so, so the strategy is really to get people hooked on the product in the outdoor context and then have other products that they can now use when they're at home as well. So I'm, I'm kind of going like reverse of most companies. They're trying to get that like everyday coffee person. I'm trying to get them hooked on the brand in the outdoors and then slowly work my way into the rest of their lives um, after that.
1: Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. And seems like a a great strategy. And, and kind of to that point, you know, with the the focus of getting people outdoors, obviously, you know, you have a passion for the outdoors, and a passion for making, uh, you know, making coffee in the outdoors easier. How are you, I I, I guess, as far as like a a big picture kind of scope deal, how, how are you trying to incorporate that? I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't, start their day off with coffee wherever they're at, you know? So so how are you incorporating that kind of with with the lifestyle as far as like um you know the imagery and that kind of stuff? Is it is it different uh you know partnerships with with you know influencers that are going outdoors a lot? Like what what does all that kind of look like?
0: Yeah. So um uh, within the outdoor segment, right, there's a ton of sub niches, right? Like overlanding, RVing, car camping, backpacking, uh, you know, rafting, fishing, there's pro- you know, uh, ice fishing, right? There, there's probably a hundred different kind of sub niches, right? Um, and I, I'm still kind of going through the process of figuring out which sub niches are going to be best for wildland. And I, and, and I have some hunches like backpackers not, haven't been amazing, um, because they kind of optimize for space and weight, and then taste is a distant second. It seems like, um, whereas like I'm, I'm starting to actually get like a lot of traction in the RV and the overlanding communities because those those people tend to have a little bit more money, um, and they they like space and weight isn't as big of an issue for those people so the way i'm getting the product out there the way that i'm really marketing myself and it's fun, actually it's funny you ask this question i just wrote a linkedin post about this this morning um it it is truthfully a lot of partnerships so uh earlier this month i did a collaboration with a um, rv app company called rv life and they have like a series of apps for RVers, and we collaborated on you know, like a, it was like a 750 word article t- talking about how Wildland is a great solution for RVers because you don't have to worry about, again, space. You don't have to worry about electricity. And it's just much more, more, more convenient. And we generated a ton of revenue from this one article. Now, granted, this is, you know, they, they've got like a million followers or a million uh, subscribers on their email lists. Um, I, I've actually found that the influencer thing, is I don't want to say it's like a waste of time and money um, but for a brand like mine it just doesn't really make sense like I've I've spent uh, I don't know I'll call it thousands I don't know how many thousands but I spent thousands of dollars sending out samples to influencers and it just doesn't really it just doesn't really make that big of a difference um, and so I've actually really been laser focused on finding channels and partners that I can uh, directly attribute revenue to. Um, And it has been these kind of like blog uh, YouTubers um, that are, that are actually like becoming like really successful and helping me grow, grow, grow the business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, those, especially with the, the Overland and, and um, RVing community. I mean, You're, you're eliminating so many different things that way. And so, so kind of even a little bit deeper into, into kind of getting that out there. I mean, you know, I know, I know like on your, um, your about us page, you kind of, you know, talk a little bit about yourself, you know, trying to find that, uh, you know, your own kind of personal freedom in that sense, you know, to be able to, you know, do, do what you want to do and when you want to do it and kind of, kind of just that overall sense of freedom, And that seems really applicable to the, the consumers that, you know, you're looking at for it, you know, for your coffee and that kind of stuff. I mean, do you kind of see that like where you're trying to use, use your brand and, and product and stuff to kind of, I guess, spread those kind of same ideals within the outdoor community?
0: Yeah, my, my, my whole reasoning behind wanting to be an entrepreneur just in general is And the way I describe it is I want to live different, right? I don't want to live like a nine to five life. I I want to be able to work when I want to work. And I, my wife would call me a workaholic. So that's all the time, but, (laughs) um, you know, I, I want to be able to, to kind of live my life on my terms. And so as I'm growing the company, I'm really like, that's kind of the story that that, that I'm trying to tell is getting outdoors whether it's overlanding or backpacking or, you know, car camping or RVing or whatever it is, I I want to tell the story of like living different and kind of tell that story through coffee and through the outdoors. So that's what everything is like really centered around is kind of telling that story and getting my customers or prospective customers to kind of feel that emotion of like, what, what do the possibilities of of the world look like or what do the possibilities of someone's life look like outside of just doing what society expects you 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 uh, to
1: do yeah yeah no and that and that's sort of the the answer i thought you were gonna say i mean i, I think that's you know it's a main thing that kind of all of us are, are looking for is kind of that freedom and kind of to, to break the normal um i don't know stigma is the right word but i'm gonna say stigma of, you know, the, the typical kind of life and lifestyle and kind of use the outdoors to kind of propel that. And then obviously, you know, you have um, a solution to the to, to part of that, which is getting caffeine in the morning or in the afternoon, midday, whenever. So um, and I, I another part about um, your company is, you know, it kind of ties hand in hand with the environment to to an extent as well, because I know. Um, you know, you try to limit the, um, you know, the amount of packaging and some of that kind of stuff from kind of a sustainability standpoint. Um, You want to touch on that a little bit?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think, I, I think every company has a responsibility to to the environment and companies of different sizes can do different things, right? Like, uh, let's just go on the like the extreme opposite. Like a company like Walmart or Amazon can have a much bigger impact than a company like Wildland Coffee, right? Because they have a lot more money and they just just by their sheer size, like they have they can have a, a bigger impact. Um, but even at my small scale, like we are trying to do things to uh, be as environmentally conscious as possible. And so one of the things that we do, and you uh, alluded to this, is. We, we eliminate as much packaging as possible. So most most companies would you know take their you know their coffee bags or whatever the product is, right? And they would put maybe a five pack or a 10 pack or whatever it would be into a box, and then when you order it, they're going to put that into another box. So you kind of have a box uh, within a box. And I decided when I started the company, I I, I wasn't going to do that. And so when someone orders from my website, I just take the amount that they ordered and I put it into a recycled and recyclable polymailer and I ship that off. Um, so that's one way we're just, you know, eliminating as much uh, packaging as possible. The other thing um, that we do, and and this this was partially uh, on purpose and partially just kind of good luck. so. I live in San Diego. Um, My roaster is in San Diego and my manufacturing is in San Diego. So um, whereas a lot of companies are like shipping goods all over the country for their manufacturing, um, all mine is in one central location. The other thing is our uh, the actual foil that the product comes in is manufactured uh, just up the freeway in Los Angeles. So basically everything that we're doing is within call it a 300 mile radius. Um, and so it just eliminates a lot of, um, uh, a lot of like
1: transportation waste, right? Like, cause we, we're not shipping things, up, um, across the country. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and to your point, you know, I think every company, no matter, you know, how big or small sort of has that, that same responsibility, like you said, and you know, even if it seems like the the smallest thing, you know, to some people, you know, obviously compared to like an Amazon or something like that, but it, it's all important and it, and it all adds up. So, you know, it makes perfect sense to kind of combine that with, um, you know, wildland and the outdoor community and, and all those sorts of things. So I, yeah, that's great. Um, so speaking of, um, you know san diego and camping and all that stuff to to kind of um break away a little bit what what are some of your your favorite places to go like when you do have that time to get get away and you know explore and go on your own adventures what are what are some of the kind of your favorite places that you like to go and, and the favorite things that you like to do during that time
0: yeah so um I really love, like I'm, I'm a mountain person. I'm not like really a desert person. So like I, I was actually just up in Big Bear a couple weeks ago with, with my wife. Um, I used to go to Sequoia a lot when I was growing up. So like I kind of have a special, there's a special place, uh, in my heart for those locations. Um, this past week we were actually <clears throat> I was actually just up in Flagstaff at the um Overland Expo West, which is the biggest overlanding expo in the country. There was like twenty-five thousand thousand people there. Um and then the night after the expo ended, like me and some friends we went uh and just did like a night in the mountains in, in the Flagstaff area. Um you know, really like when I get into the outdoors, this might sound funny, but I love just sitting around like I, I go with the intention of either like sitting in the quietness of the mountains and kind of just like listening to like the birds. And like, I love to hear like uh, the wind kind of move through the trees. There's something so relaxing about that. Um, Or like, you know, just going on like a nice hike. Like I'm, I'm pretty low key, but I just love, the serenity and the quietness of being in nature
1: yeah no i i totally agree and then and then kind of a, a follow-up to that you know with everything that you have going on with with um wildland i mean th- those those little moments of just peace and quiet out in nature i'm sure that like like we kind of mentioned before it helps with that reset button helps think of new ideas that you maybe didn't think of, or maybe you've been kind of chewing on for a couple of weeks and then suddenly it comes to you in that peace and quiet. I'm sure you, uh, experience that quite often. <laughs> it's actually funny. You mentioned that because
0: when I, so I, I left on Thursday, like I left last Thursday at 5am for this expo and I got back on Monday and it seemed like right when I got home, all the stress of my business and everything going on like hit me again. And I had completely forgotten about it when I left at (laughs) 5am the Thursday prior. So it is, uh, I, it, it was weird. I completely forgot about everything that that was going on. And I was just so like kind of wrapped up in the moment of like the expo, but also then like that night where we were just relaxing and, um, it is nice to uh, forget about it and forget about it in a healthy way, not using drugs or alcohol.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I mean, you, obviously, you know, the the many challenges that, that come with, with growing a business and everything like that. I mean, it's all important to focus on, but if you can't find that, um, that balance within it, whether it's you know even a, a business trip like that, but it's a little bit you know of a more focused business trip or even just getting outside or whatnot you know those stealing those moments from working on the business I feel at least help ultimately the the business in itself because it just it lets you kind of reconnect and refresh and and everything like that so I think that's great and so one thing that I find really interesting with um you know, like your newsletter and, you know, on, on your social media and that kind of stuff, you're, you seem to be very transparent as to a lot of the behind the scenes stuff of what's going on and like truly, you know, pulling a Gary Vee and documenting your journey and everything like that. Um, Let's talk about that a little bit and why, why you think that's, that's so important to kind of peel back those curtains and kind of share that.
0: Yeah. So one just cuz Gary V says to do it <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough right um, there right <laughs> yeah so i i believe that people are looking for transparency and people want to feel like they're coming along for the ride um and so this this also plays into how can a small business like myself gain a competitive advantage, right? I don't have the budget of even some of my competitors and none of my competitors, like I'll say direct competitors, obviously like Starbucks is a competitor, but um, even some of my like more direct competitors, like they're not like massive businesses, but like I don't have the resources that they do. So I I, I see transparency as a competitive diff, diff, differentiator and I want my customers and prospective customers to feel like they they know Zach because uh, it's just me in the business and like they're buying from Zach. They're not buying; they are buying Wildland, but they're really buying Zach. They're buying the story, and I'm I'm a big believer that for any companies like early early customers, they're really like they're buying to support the the founder essentially or those early employees. Um, and so I, I, I just want all my customers and prospective customers to feel like, you know, they're like, they're a part of the story. It's not just like, it's not just like a company, it, there's people, or in this case, a person behind it, um, and that they know me. So that, that's why I do it. And, um, I've, I've had a lot of people, you know, say like, reach out and say like, they, they really appreciate having the inside scoop. And, um, sometimes, you know, people will like reach out and give me ideas or, or suggestions on how to like make the company better. So it, it is almost al- also a way of kind of like crowdsourcing support and crowdsourcing ideas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, and, and, and to your point, you know, it creates a whole different, um, connection with kind of the early adopters. Um, and you know, it, it, it opens you up to, uh, you know, being vulnerable in a good way because, you know, I, f- I feel like a lot of people, you know, they'll see, you, you know, a startup or whatever you want to call it, and you know, the logo looks nice and the website looks nice and all this stuff looks nice, and it's easy to make that assumption that that means everything's going great, you know. When uh, <laughs> at least in my experience, it is never always going great. So uh, you might share some of that as well, but you know, it, it's 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 nice to kind of show that vulnerability and rather than just always the the polished image which i feel like i said like you you've done a great job with being transparent um honestly a lot more transparent uh in in ways that that we have which you know i, I might need to take a, a tip from your book but uh you know i think that that's some great insight and, and build kind of that long-term uh group and community of supporters <laughs>
0: it's funny man like I, I don't care what's what company it is, how big or how small they are. Every company is a shit show. And <laughs> like, like Amazon, the world's biggest company. Like I, I, I know people that work there. Like I sell on Amazon. It's obviously like a well-run company, but it that company is a disaster. Like in, in many ways, like wildland is no different. <laughs> like, <laughs> Now, obviously at my scale, it's kind of like, am I going to make it next week? Whereas Amazon doesn't have that, like that existential crisis every single day. Um, But like every company is, is a disaster in one way or, or another. It's just, there's so many things going on and there's so many priorities and, you know, humans are imperfect and companies are humans uh, well, they're, they're made of humans. And so that makes the company imperfect. Uh, and f- if anyone thinks differently, then, you know, the, they've either never like <laughs> been in a business or, uh, you know, they need to just go ask a couple founders how well run their companies are and, uh,
1: they'll probably get the real story, which is this <laughs> shit's hard. Yes. I, I will agree with that 110%, more than 100 <laughs> So, so to that point, um, I always like to ask our guests kind of one piece of advice for our listeners. Um, and so I guess in your case, if somebody is, you know, wants to, to start something new, whether it's, you know, maybe uh, an update or an upgrade to an existing product or whatever, kind of in the outdoor industry, what would be that, that the biggest piece of advice that, that you would offer to them, um, you know, as they're getting started?
0: Yeah. So there's, there's really like a couple different ways to like think about new products. Um, there's, well, there's more than a couple, but the two ways that I like to think about it are you can either bring like an existing product to a new market, or you can make an upgrade on an existing product. So uh, like Wildland, there was product products before me, but I'm bringing it to a new market, right? Um, another really good example is Liquid Death. They put water in cans. Yeah. Like you would think that like bottled water, like probably shouldn't even exist, truthfully. Um, but they're they're crushing it because they take water, they put it into cans, and they have like a death metal brand around it, and people love it. Um but 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 the advice that I would give to someone who's like thinking about starting a business is uh one, you don't have to worry about your first version of that product being perfect because it it is not perfect, no matter how hard you try. Um, and this, this might sound, it's simple, but it's not easy, which is just get started. And what I mean by that is whatever your idea, you know, business, whether it's like an app, a physical product, a digital product, whatever it is, think about what is the cheapest, fastest and, uh, most efficient way to get a first version of that product. So like, I'll just give you an example for my product. Um, instead of having like nice packaging and like getting all this stuff, like very professionally done. Uh, I had, I went on Fiverr, I found someone to make a, make like a logo and a design for me. I think it cost me like $500 and I put that on a sticker and then I went to the manufacturer and I had them put the product in like blank foil. Um, so like the first, ver- the, my packaging was like the first version of the, of the packaging was, was a sticker. It was much more efficient. It was much cheaper. It was much faster than like getting this quote unquote like full production run done with like the packaging printed on the packaging, if that makes sense. Or the like the design printed on, on, on my packaging. Um, now, like I'm, I was obviously embarrassed by that first version, but I got it done quickly and cheaply and I started to get feedback on the product. Um, so if you have like an idea for like a digital product, maybe like an app or a website, like you could use something like Canva to actually, uh, like kind of like mock up a website or mock up an app as opposed to actually developing the app. And then you could use that to start to get feedback. So I I would just recommend that, that people, uh, just start off with like, I'll, maybe this is the the best term, but like the most ghetto version of your app, or the most ghetto version of your idea, and just start to get feedback. Because once you start to get feedback, you can build a little bit of a uh, little bit of momentum. Maybe even acquire some paying customers, and then you could kind of continue to develop the company from there. But if you never take the first step, you'll never take the second step.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, not not get caught up in the the perfectionism of it. And and to your point, you know. It, when you when you kind of do that minimally viable you know option or whatnot you know you're you're getting the feedback of one feedback that you might not have ever thought of or you thought it it would work this way but really a lot of people are telling you to do it this way so you get that valuable feedback but you also um, you're also building you're you're starting you're laying the groundwork for that community and that initial you know group of people that are going to support you and watch you grow and you know they're going to be excited for the next iteration of you know whatever it is and kind of follow your story. So I think, I think that's excellent, excellent advice. So to that point, where, where can people, um, find you online? Uh, like, like I mentioned before, see you on social media, kind of share, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, but then also, you know, grab some, uh, you know, for their next adventure themselves.
0: Yeah. Um, so you can check us out at www.wildlandcoffee.co. Um, and we're also on Amazon
1: and we're on Instagram, Wildland Coffee Co. We're also on TikTok, Wildland Coffee. Awesome. Well, everyone, like I said, I've I've had it before. It's an awesome product. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, you know, try it yourself. If you if you do want to try it yourself, I'm gonna throw the plug in now. Um if your first purchase on Illumin.com, uh, um we're actually giving away um Some free coffee with those with code Camp Coffee. So if uh if if you're worried about the pricing or anything like that and want to try it yourself, you can you can do it that way. But um other than that, you know, check out the social media and everything that uh he has going on and kind of the growth. It's it's been fun to watch since uh him and I connected a little while ago. So um with that being said, I uh wish you the best of luck and uh hope your next adventure is awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.